Hey everyone, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and I want to talk to you today about what trainers do that make the biggest difference between having a good dog and a great dog or even having a mediocre to a dog that struggles, that is aggressive, has anxiety, really struggles in life, to having a great dog. You know, like what, what do, what's the difference? What, does, what do trainers do that make it so that it seems like they can, you know, they can do this, but I can't. And I can, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of things. Of course, um, we do this often. And so that, that makes a big difference right now. The reason I'm thinking about this is because we just started a board and train. And when we do a board and train, we have dogs come and live with us for three weeks. Uh, and we work through all this training process. And by the end, they go home kind of reformed, right? They still have their, their personality and they're, they're still dogs, right? There's still management involved because I don't, I mean, we don't get dogs to get a robot, but they, uh, they're different and they're consistent and they're reliable and, uh, focused and less anxiety, aggression gone, you know, stuff like that is, that's what we work on. And it's not cheap. It's pretty expensive because they're actually living with us. But what is it that makes the big difference? You know, what is it that trainers do that really pretty much anybody could do that would make it so that this could be a reality for you? Now, again, to, to be fair, we're dog trainers. Like we do this often. We've seen a lot of dogs. We work with a lot of dogs. It's not just one. And most people, and most people giving you advice probably have trained one or two or maybe even three dogs. Um, but that's just, that, that's a very small percentage. And so what is it that makes the big difference? Whether we're talking about a dog with aggression, with anxiety, um, a puppy that's, you know, five, six months old, that's learning all of these advanced skills. What is it that makes the big difference? To, to kind of uh, hint at that, I want to I wanna read a, one of my, from one of my favorite books, I want to read a riddle. So see if you can figure it out. Who am I? I am your constant companion. I am your greatest helper or heaviest burden. I will push you onward or drag you down to failure. I am completely at your command. Half the things you do, you might just as well turn over to me, and I will be able to do them quickly and correctly. I am easily managed. You must merely be firm with me. Show me exactly how you want something done, and after a few lessons, I will do it automatically. I am the servant of all great individuals, and alas, I am the master of all failures as well. Those who are great, I have made great. Those who are failures, I have made failures. I am not a machine, though I work with the precision of a machine plus the intelligence of a human. You may run me for profit or run me for ruin. It makes no difference to me. Take me, train me, be firm with me, and I will place the world at your feet. Be easy with me, and I will destroy you. Who am I? Now, this uh, riddle is from one of my favorite books, at least uh, definitely. Was, I, I found this book as a teenager, and I loved it. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. I actually like the teen version better than the actual one. Um, so what is it? I probably should have given it away, right? Who am I? I am habit. So what habits do dog trainers have that really make the big difference? And as I was thinking about this and why, you know, why people would pay so much and drop their dog off, um, 
do I think it's worth it? I absolutely think it's worth it. Um, not just because I'm on the receiving end of that, but because just like what we talk, what the answer is there, habits make the big difference. Dogs are a lot the same way. They're really creatures of habit and creatures of routine. One of the things I love about dogs, they teach me that in a pretty powerful way because, you know, we start, they like hold rigidly to routine. They love it. When the door opens, this is what I do. When I go outside, this is what I do. You know, and that's just, this is habit, habit, habit. And habits consistently applied over time becomes routine. Or um, habits that are applied over and over, that equals routine. And so a new dog comes to us, and these are older dogs we're talking about, not just puppies, but, you know, we have routines with their food, and we have routines coming out of the kennel, and we have routines going out of the training area and out to the bathroom. We have routines um, for quiet time during the day, and we have routines on the walk and routines with their manners and like no jumping or nipping and things like that. And it's just the way it is. And it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, like routine really plays a big part in our world. So just recently, uh, my wife and I got back from a trip where we stayed at an Airbnb and, uh, it's, if you've ever done this before, so you, you felt this way, right? You go to like, you have your bathroom bag or whatever, and you go to try and live in this new space or you move into a new house or a new apartment or whatever, a hotel, you go to like kind of live in this new space and it takes you twice as long to do simple tasks like brush your teeth, right? Like I go, I'm like, oh, I got to brush my teeth and I, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get my bag, my, my bathroom bag out of my suitcase and then you go and get that and then you brush your teeth and you're like, oh, and there was this other thing. Like you go, you hop in the shower and you're like, ah, I forgot the soap or whatever, right? Like those are routines that are so simple and go so quickly at home because we're used to doing them over and over and over again. In fact, the, to, to understand the power of that, I went on a two-year mission for my church when I was 19 years old and lived in Germany for two years and and served and it was awesome it was a great experience and it was interesting when i came back home to my parents house no joke the next morning i woke up and you go into the bathroom and your bathroom routine came back just like that like it was it almost startled me it was like i haven't thought about this like it hasn't crossed my mind it hasn't been like oh i wonder if my baptism my i wonder so i'm talking religious stuff now i i wonder if my bathroom routine will be the same. Like that does not cross your mind for two years. That is not anything you think about. And yet hop back in that same situation and automatically the same routine, you know, like closing the shower curtain the same direction and grab, you know, opening the drawer to grab your toothbrush that it was in before or whatever, right? Like that's so crazy that we are also creatures of routine. Now for dogs, it's a big, big deal. Um, anyone that has a dog and has to deal with like daylight savings time where every two years they change the clock by an hour. I know some places don't do that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm good either way. There's a lot of people that really want it to change and not happen. I I don't really care, but I, I feel like there's a silver lining to everything you, if you want, but it's hard on dogs, right? Like you get to that time where all of a sudden you're supposed to like wake up an hour later. Dog's not going to let you do that. 
because their stomach clock went off, right? They have a routine and they follow it. So dogs come to us for like a board and train, right? And this is a part that anybody could do. This is a routine. Some of the routines that we do over and over again, um, when they come to us, they're going to definitely start in a kennel. And they'll probably spend, um, in that three weeks, they'll always go back and forth to a kennel. We're dealing with a lot of different dogs, you know, with different issues, aggression or anxiety or whatever. So a kennel is a great place as a home base for a dog. They're going to always wait to come out of the kennel. We're going to teach that from day one, that they're going to, they're going to, they can't just bust out and go running and do whatever they want. They have to stop and think. They have to have impulse control. And we're going to start building that. They're also going to wait at the door going out of the, the training facility to go use the bathroom. And so they wait, they give us eye contact or focus, and then we give them permission and release them out into that area and take them to the bathroom. And then when they go to the bathroom, they're, uh, you know, they, they wait. We, at first, at least, we keep them in there until they actually go because it's a new place. <laughs> it's a different routine. It's hard for them to kind of start to figure that out. They get it within two to three days. Okay, then a dog's going to, you know, they're going to, we're going to do a place command, well, in training multiple times a day, but we're going to start to build a time where they go onto a bed and they stay there for a certain amount of time. It'll start smaller and get bigger. And pretty soon, within a few days, we'll be up to an hour or so, and that will become a common routine throughout every day. And so the first, the first two to three days are the hardest for us because there's no routine set and we're setting a routine. And sometimes there's a little kickback from dogs, right? There's, you know, you're saying, Hey, you've got to wait at this door. And the dog's like, no, I don't, I can do whatever I want, you know? And we're kind of saying, well, we love you, but you can't, you have to follow our routine. Um, there's other things like, of course, we're not going to allow them to jump on us or to nip or to bite. Um, and so we're going to just say, Hey, that's not how it works. We're going to teach a down and a sit, and we're going to start to add duration. Because, uh, you know, all of, these, all of these things that a lot of people teach their dog, they're really just tricks until they become functional. And, I mean, a sit or a down is great. But if it's like, hey, look what my dog can do, and then they hop up and run off and do whatever they want, it really has no function in your life. And so by adding duration uh, to that command and by adding a release word so the dog does it until... It, you know, a stay command, um, until you ask them to stop, then you start to make that thing, that command functional. And they start to learn to, to wait and to have impulse control and to gain patience. Now dogs, dogs are awesome. I love dogs. They, they follow who they trust. Okay. Not just who gives them food. People who, you know, if, if, if we, we stick to only a, a food kind of relationship, it, it's great as long as you have food they want, right? Um, but it's not a relationship that's built on trust. It's built on food. It's built on, hey, you have what I want, and so I'll do what you want, at least until I get what I want. But that's not a good long-term relationship. And so they follow who they trust. Trust, you know, as you have a routine and you're consistent with it, then a dog says, oh, they're reliable, and reliability invariably leads to trust. So this is super important. When you have a brand new puppy, you kind of decide what your world is going to be like. And this is probably one of the bigger issues is people, you know, a lot of times they get a puppy, they haven't thought about it, 
and it's just like, hey, we, we, we did it. We gone and done it, right? And, or they, they do think about it, but not everyone's on the same page. And it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. I mean, dogs are rugged and they, they can handle it. They're, you know, we're imperfect. It, it works out. <laughs> um, thank heaven kids are the same way, right? Like we do our best. And um, as parents, we know we mess up. Our kids might not know that as much, at least until they're teenagers and they want to point it out a lot. But, you know, we mess up. They don't come with like instruction manuals specifically. And really dogs are different as well. And so we want to build trust and respect because that will go so far so fast. There is a lot of speed in trust. Like if if you can gain trust quickly, then you start to say, okay, this will work. Now, I would totally use a food bribe or use food and we use food and training all the time but i would use that to build trust or likability at least at first i don't know if it's really trust but hey i kind of like this person and they have things that i might want and then we can kind of ask and this trust comes a lot from um asking a dog to do something like to say here's a boundary and we're going to follow this and this is what we do and again you don't have to be mean about it but you do need to be consistent so with every dog, every time, every time we do a board and train, the first two to three days is always the hardest because there's no routine. It's tough. Um, it's hardest for the dogs as well because in the back of their mind, sometimes they're thinking, well, I'll do what you're asking me to do, but this isn't my world. And I'm just going to go back to an easier world that I could do whatever I want. And I, I kind of got an adrenaline rush out of that. I was in charge. I ran the house. I didn't pay the mortgage, but I ran the house, you know? And so there's kind of a little bit, I guess you could say a power struggle there. But if you're consistent for two to three days, then change starts to begin. After about two to three days, a dog will say, you know what? I guess this is my world. I better learn to live in it. I think that's so cool. Like, I I wish I was like that. I wish I was better at saying, okay, this is the way it's going to be and decide which things I want to change in my life and then just be like, okay, after two to three days, I'm all in, right? That would be pretty awesome. After two to three weeks, and our board and train is three weeks long, it gets, it starts to get solidified and the change can consistently happen and you can, you can watch it. It's like exponential and the last, you know, last several days really make a huge impact on a dog's uh, overall behavior and what they become. Now it's not done. Of course, it's always interesting when when a dog goes home after two to three weeks. We do a go home session where we meet with the the dog owners, the family of the dog, and we we say, "All right, this is what we've worked on over the last three weeks. Now this is we're handing the baton to you to be consistent." And we definitely want them to be consistent for at least two weeks after that because it'll make a big difference as they go back into their old environment. It's always interesting to watch a dog. Because all of a sudden their two worlds are colliding. Remember they were like, oh, I'm going to go back to that old world. I can do whatever I want or whatever, you know, vice was part of their world or, or even just this is the old way, the old rules. And then this new world where they, they've accepted and they're like, hey, this is actually better. I'm calmer. I feel better. I can focus more. And it's great. And then their old family comes back and they're kind of look, they, a dog will sometimes actually like look between both of us and be like okay which one is it and for an anxious dog that can be really it can be a lot of anxiety because they're like okay i'm going back are all the old rules the same and so it's really really important that people are consistent with the rules we've we've built we say for at least two weeks and it makes a big difference but i would say the next two to three months 
are huge because if you'll be consistent over the next couple, two to three months, then it becomes a lifestyle and your quality of life starts to change. I think that's really applicable to us as well, right? If we, we, we just, we've got a gazillion choices every single day. Okay, not really a gazillion. I looked it up online and the estimate is 35,000 choices a day that any one person makes. That's insane. That's a lot of choices. Now, a lot of those are minimal choices. Those are, by the way, like cognitive choices, not, you know, not just like, oh, this is how it is. So not not non-thinking choices. That's a lot of choices. And so you can take a percentage of those at least and make your life easier and turn them into habit and then into routine and just make it that way. And so it kind of takes starting off and saying, you know what, I always do such and such this way. I always exercise for 15 minutes in the first hour of the day. That's who I am. And then being consistent for two to three days and then doubling down for two to three weeks. And then after that, being consistent for two to three months and you've changed your world. You won't be the same. So I think it definitely applies to us as well. And that's a lesson I want to always take from dogs is that they're really willing to change. I know we get people all the time that will come and say, oh, this dog struggles with this, this, and this, and they're, oh, but they're a rescue dog. And the next question I always ask is, oh, how long have you had this dog? Oh, we, we, we rescued this dog at one year old, and now it's six, or something like that. That's five years. Dogs are willing to change. It's often us that hold on to that. And it becomes kind of a convenient excuse. It feels good. I get it, right? It, it feels good to be able to say, that problem's not my problem. It's from, and I'm being gracious. And I, and I love that people are willing to do that. But dogs will change if we will allow them to. And I think the same thing for us. Sometimes we just won't allow ourselves to change because we have this notion of this is the way it is. When we have, we're making so many choices a day and each of those choices ultimately have an impact on what we become, we can change. And I don't know if we can change as fast as dogs, but dogs are awesome at it. They're, they're awesome at saying, you know what, this doesn't work anymore, I'll change. Biting, that doesn't work anymore for you. It was really effective for me in the past, but if it doesn't work for you and you say, I can't do that anymore and I trust you, okay, I'll try something else. Let's try, you know, just being submissive, being working with t- together. Oh, look at that. It works. That to me is awesome. So let's do the same thing. You choose your choice and then you shape your desti- destiny. That's really our option. Um, as you go forward and as you work with your dog, I want to give you hope that there is possibility for change. There is a definite, not just possibility, but consistent surety of change if we start to change our habits and our routine and we make them part of life a dog that comes and stays with us for three weeks will wait at the door over 500 times like that's just part of our routine and we just build that training into the routine we say okay um we've got to do some paperwork in the morning so this dog and this dog are going to do place during that time and we just we consistently are, I guess you could call it multitasking, but we're basically um, having the dog work on something while we work. 
And that's how we're able to, because we have this routine that we've done over and over and over again that we know works, that's what we do. There's always sometimes things that throw us a curveball. Sometimes a dog will be different than any other dog we've ever had, and we've got to change our routine a little bit. But being willing to be flexible and even changing our routine is a choice. So let's go for it. Let's be better humans. Learn from our dogs and become better humans. Choose your choice. Shape your destiny. Thanks, guys.